Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. And today we will be discussing the Candidates Chess Tournament of 2022. What happened and plus what is a Candidates Tournament? I know a lot of people are beginners who are listening to this podcast who doesn't know what the Candidates Chess Tournament is. What is it? Why does it matter? Who cares about it, right? It's just some silly tournament that happens every two years and whoever wins the tournament gets to face off against Magnus Carlsen to uh, get the world chess championship who cares about that (laughs) did i just tell you about the whole podcast what i'm going to be talking about just in that one sentence no h1 wouldn't do that so i'm going to be discussing more in depth what the candidates tournament is how it started etc so hey just sit back relax with me and just eat your cheetos and or, or if you're driving you know chillax put me on a good volume because this mic is new you know So warning on that. And let's just move on to the next segment. (laughs) Man, I'm so glad to be back. Let's get it. What is the Candidates Tournament? Well, the Candidates Tournament is part of the World Chess Championship cycle. So that makes it the second most important tournament in the chess community. Because this determines who's going to be facing off against the world chess champion, uh, against the world chess champion. Now, since 2013, the candidates tournament has been every two years. And at the moment, Magnus Carlsen has been world champion all this time. Now, the candidates tournament has been played worldwide with some of the legendary chess players we know today, such as let me just share this list. Bobby Fischer, Gary Kasparov, Tigran Petrosian, Paul Kares, Mikhail Tall, Paul Benko, Bent Larson, Boris Spassky, Anatoly Karpov, Boris Gelfand, Vishyanon, Gada Kamsky, Vladimir Kramnik, and Mikhail Tall. Uh, um, not Mikhail Tall. I already said him. Mikhail Bobrinik. And if you don't know any of those chess players that I just named off, then you need to l- learn the classics and actually study these people who have been playing chess for for generations now because these are the people who gave us the chess principles that we have today and that's why you need to be studying these people and all these past grandmasters who have been either world champion or not or went through the candidates tournament they had a major impact in chess today so this is how important the candidates tournament is especially if you know half of these people right so you know yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's the candidates tournament. The next segment we're going to be going over. When did the candidates tournament start? This is the waiting room segment. Chess quotes by H1. And the chess quote of today is. Discipline is greater than motivation. Thank you for listening. Back to the podcast. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When did the Canada's tournament start? And you might be thinking, man, it must have been in 1850 when there were kings and queens and actual knights when, with people on horses and chariots and fire wheels. Beat that. <laughs> it must have been then, right? It must have been then. It had to have been then. No, this was actually a more recent thing, because if you remember back in the day, back in Paul Morphy's day, you had to have a lot of money to face off against a top chess player, like a lot of money. Basically, you have to raise about one million dollars on your own just to face off against a top chess player. That's how these chess players back then were world chess champion or world chess champions for a while. And. I know it might seem unfair, but that was the lay of the land back then. I can't judge them. It was probably like that for a reason. Chess didn't bring a lot of money back then. Just think about it. Chess is really popular right now because of the internet. But back then, they had books. They had scrolls. (laughs) It wasn't that far. They probably had paper. Let me stop playing. But anyway, the Canada's tournament actually started in 1948. And the people who organized the Canada's tournament back then was FIDE. FIDE was uh, is very prevalent, and FIDE stands for the International Chess Federation. I had to look that up, and it was funny because when I was looking it up, they brought up Fidelity, and I'm like, "What? No, no. Who, who wants to talk about a bank right now? It's not Fidelity. It's the you know the federal thing." So back then, in the 1950s, it used to be every three years. But they turned it to every two years after 2013. I wonder why. My guess is that maybe they just wanted it to be more interesting and they wanted people to be more inclined to keep um, up to date on the World Chess Champion. Maybe that one year, um, everybody just lost interest. That would be weird, huh? If everybody was like, dang, now we got to wait a year and a half. That sucks. I guess more people are inclined to watch the the Olympiad or the, the Olympics every four years than a chess tournament, which maybe it's true. <laughs> maybe it's true. I love the Winter Olympics or the, the other Olympics. I watched the Winter Olympics with my daughter one time and she was pretty happy to watch it, especially seeing like um, what's the part where they go down the little mountain. Not it wasn't a little mountain, but they went down the mountain on their boards. I, I don't know. Subway surfer? I don't know. But anyway, let's talk about why the candidates tournament is important. And like I said before, the candidates tournament is important because uh, it's important because you get to find out who's going to beat the world champion or who's going to challenge the world champion. Right. And the world champion right now is Magnus Carlsen. We just had a candidates tournament in 2022 and we found out who the winner was of that tournament which I will be discussing at the end of the podcast, at the end of the episode. 
So that is why the candidates tournament is important. But we're going to have to answer this one question. How do you get invited to the candidates tournament currently? Well, the candidates tournament have one wild card selection and it is normally picked by the tournament organizer. And then the top two finishers of the FIDE World Cup qualify for the candidates tournament. So you got to beat all the people in this FIDE World Cup, which is it's not just five people. It's a lot of people, a lot of tough grandmasters who can't wait to get into the candidates tournament to give out their opening theories and their ideas and can't wait to show Magnus Carlsen who's boss because he's been in charge for too long and I need to take him down. That's that's what I wish that people would have that mentality. But it seems like every time somebody face off face off against Magnus Carlsen at the World Championship, they just lose or lose interest at least or get scared which is irritating but hey i guess we got to we got to take it as it is but anyway let me just repeat that the top 2 finishers of the FIDE World Cup qualify for the candidates tournament and the top 2 f- uh, finishers of the FIDE Grand Prix qualify for the candidates tournament and the winner of the FIDE Grand Swiss tournament qualifies for the um, candidates tournament. So these are like secondary to the candidates tournament. Um, these are behind the candidates tournament, and these tournaments are important to look at and to figure out. Oh snap! Who's going to be part of uh, becoming the challenger of of Magnus Carlsen? Now the player with the highest average rating for the year qualifies for the candidates tournament. So that would be the second highest rated player right now because the class the highest classical rated player is Magnus Carlsen. The runner up in the previous world championship match qualifies for the candidates tournament and that will be Jan Nepo for 2023. Man, if you remember that uh, world chess championship tournament, it I'm not going to lie. It was disappointing. You know, I can't lie to y'all. I'm age one. It was pretty disappointing at like half the, the tournament. He decided to play like, I don't know, like me. I don't. He messed up like me. I can't lie. He messed up like me. And it was disappointing because I thought that he would bring like a more energetic type of game style and get off of this boring Roy Lopez that Magnus Carlsen wasn't phased by. But he did it. He just kept on going with this idiotic opening plan which it wasn't idiotic it probably would have worked on somebody like i don't know hikaru nakamura or uh, fabio caruana or anish giri but magnus carlson is a different beast he needs somebody to try to match his energy and be better than him in these tactical um in these tactical games and then plus magnus carlson isn't getting any younger he's getting older and statistically, after 30, you know, your 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 chest rating plateaus. That's what they say, at least. Don't tell Anish, uh, not Anish, but don't tell Anad that because these grandmasters that are older, it's not that many. But, hey, they still can get down. They still are able to play like five minute, three minute chess on the chessboard. Don't don't be don't be uh, um, stereotyping these older chess players. They, they know what they're doing. But that is pretty much who will qualify for the candidates tournament of um, of every of the candidates tournament of every two years. Man, you know, it's crazy. 
This is why I have to do this every day because I, f I forgot how to talk and H1 hasn't did this in a while. So, hey, just bear with me and we're going to get through this together. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about what is the candidates tournament format for 2022 uh, and who are the 2022 players of the candidates tournament. And then we're going to talk about who won, of course, and what was the prize pool of the candidates tournament of 2022. Let's get to it. Have you been trying to become a better chess player but didn't know how? Well, it seems like you need Aim Chess. Aim Chess is an AI-powered software that can help you analyze your games. It already has over 100,000 registered users on the platform working towards becoming better chess players. But how? Well, you can automatically download your games from your Elite Chess, Chess24, and Chess.com accounts. Then you can get personalized lessons using mistakes from your own games and approve your chess immediately. So, you can either go to aimchess.com on your browser or download aimchess on your phone to get started for free. If you want to upgrade your account with no limits, you can get your first month subscription 30% off by using my coupon code H1Chess30. That is H1Chess30. Thank you for listening. So, I know this is where you wanted to be at, and you're here with H1. Let me just remind you that you made a good decision by listening to this podcast again, because, you know, just as you have been lonely, which I'm, I am assuming, can I not assume in 2022? Can I not be a sumptuous? <laughs> is that a word? I don't know. But since you was lonely, clearly, and I was lonely, then that makes us the right match. So, hey. I just want to give you a reminder right now to follow, stay notified so that you can be up to date on the chess news and chess knowledge, chess wisdom and chess understanding. And if you love this podcast enough and you don't want to use your money, which I'm not begging you for. I don't need your money. I'm H1. I don't need it. I'm a G already. <laughs> doing this yeah, just follow just leave me a like you know be nice but anyway who are the 2022 players of the candidates tournament who are they let's get into it so we got uh, Jan Duda Ding Liren Fabiano Caruana hey that was my favorite I, I thought that he was gonna win but he disappointed me with with some games I, I can't lie he disappointed me we got Tamar Rajabov Alareza Faruja disappointed there too because i so i was doing some videos on twitter which my twitter account is h1 chess and i was thinking that alareza faruja was going to win or at least be second i didn't know he was going to be like somewhere somewhere at the bottom i didn't know he was going to do that but anyway we got hikaru nakamura Jan nepo and richard rapper and you know when i was watching this game not game, but tournament, I was pretty disappointed because my top two picks was Fabiano Caruana and Alareza Ferrugia. And my prediction didn't become... It, 
I didn't see the things happening in the future, which is annoying because I want to see the things happen in the future. I want to do options trading and I want to like get money really quickly on my stock on my stock market. And so I was thinking, right? I was thinking, why didn't Fabiano Cara want to win? Why didn't Alareza win? And I kind of wanted Alareza Ferrugia to win because I wanted Magnus Carlsen to be excited on playing the next ch- uh, the next uh, World Chess Championship tournament against somebody who wants to he wants to play because he made a claim in some articles that all he wanted to face was Alareza Ferrugia. Or he would quit, or he would not face that person anymore, or he wasn't—he wasn't gonna play the next World Chess Championship anymore. And so, I was confused. I was like, "Man, well, let me give the underdog a chance." I never do that. I never do that at all. Because if you haven't listened to my last um, to my last episodes, you know that I'm a big Magnus Carlsen fan. And my brother hates when I say this, but Magnus Carlsen would tear up Bobby Fischer in some chess matches. Yes, I said it. I'm H1. So what? And so I was disappointed that Alareza Ferrugia didn't get the place that I wanted him to get. And I was disappointed on Fabio Caruana because I genuinely do think that Fabiana Caruana is the best the best um, classical rated player in the whole entire world. Just based on just based on pretty much the World Chess Championship and what what year was it? The last one that he faced Magnus Carlsen in. That World Chess Championship match was awesome. It it wasn't awesome seeing all the draws because there were 12 draws and then they had to play rapid games so neither of them won any game in the classical match but that has never happened in any world chess championship that has never happened before that that's a weird occurrence to happen that magnus carlson couldn't beat fabiano in a um, classical match and fabiano couldn't beat magnus carlson but they both got close even though it was 12 draws to the rap until they had to go to like some uh, rapid games to get the decisive um, person to be world chess championship. Those draws were excited. They was in Sicilians. You saw, um, you saw all kinds of openings and you knew that they was going for each other's throat. You knew it. So it was interesting. And I wanted Fabiano Caruana to have another chance. I didn't really care about like Hokkaido Nakamura having another chance because he's already successful. He, he he's cool. He didn't even care about the candidates tournament. His job is streaming. So who cares about that? I kind of I kind of wanted um Dean Laren to have a chance too because this was his um time to shine in the candidates tournament after they had to disqualify Sergey Kuryakin. But you know, I digress. Let's figure out who actually won. Actually, before I tell you the standings, let's go through the time control format of what happened. There were eight players to compete in a double round robin tournament. 14 rounds. The time control was 120 minutes for the first 40 moves, 60 minutes for the next 20 moves, then 15 minutes for the rest of the game with a 30 second increment per move starting on move 61. And remember, these are classical games because these tournaments are really important 
only in classical matches that you can tell the difference between each player. Because only in a classical, you don't want a world champion to be decided based off of a blitz game. Because you don't want the deciding factor to be a, 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 night, bl- a night fork blunder. That would be crazy. Like, we have a world champion because of, of a simple night fork blunder because they was running low on time? That's insane. No, nobody wants that. So that's why these games have to be long and drawn out. I appreciate it. It can't be some silly blitz tournament or bullet tournament. We don't want that unless it's like an um, Armageddon match. Because nobody wants to just see a draw. Nobody just want. Nobody wants to see. Oh, two people or three people got first place. Nobody wants to see that. We want to know who won. We, we don't want to see participate. There's no participation trophies here. We want to see who is the best and who is the worst. <laughs> Sadly enough, and hopefully the person who got the worst rating or the worst um, end of the stick, hopefully they come back next year or the year after that. And be a boss and just learn from that experience and come with some revenge. That's what I want over the chessboard. You know, revenge is different on the chessboard than in football. Just just remember that nobody is like there's no contact. Nobody's getting hurt. The only thing that you can have uh, during a chess tournament is like a maybe a bad migraine one day, maybe. But even then, you could just take some Motrin. (laughs) Just take some Tylenol, take some ibuprofen. You'll be straight. But anyway, let's get back into it. So the time control is 120 minutes for the first 40 moves. I already said all that, right? You can always just rewind, go back into what I said. So the draws by uh, the draws by mutual agreement are not allowed before Black's 40th move. And this is a rule because they don't want grandmasters drawing on move one or move 10 or move 20. It has happened before and some grandmasters would take advantage of this because here's the thing. People have bad days and um, other stuff happens too where it's not in the interest of the viewers who are watching if a simple draw happens, especially because of a friendship too. Then you can realize, oh snap, why didn't he finish that game after move 40? And you'd be like, nope, nope, I don't like that. You can't, nope, you got to finish that. There's more to play there. It encourages uh, bloodthirsty games, I guess we can say. It encourages that. And that's what makes the game of chess exciting. And maybe in the future, it might get faster just to get some nuance in there. But I don't know. I don't know. Tell me what you think. I love these long drawn out games. But anyway, next to the point, players earn one point for a win, 0.5 points for a draw and zero points for a loss. The player with the most points at the end of the 14 rounds becomes the champion. The winner earns the right to face off against Magnus Carlsen in the 2023 FIDE World Chess Championship. And that's pretty much the format of the tournament. And in this tournament, the prize pool is $535,000, which is divided up, um, which is divided up to all the chess players who are in the candidates tournament. So this isn't like $500,000 just going to the first, um, just going to the first place person or the first three people. This is divided up to everybody since everybody uh, contributed their whole life to this chess career 
because it's a lot of effort to get into the candidates tournament. You're basically giving away your whole life to be um, that person, that guy. You work eight hours a day. You put in your 10, what, what is it? 10,000 hours to become great at something. You put in those hours. You sacrifice wifing up somebody, having kids. You sacrifice all that to be in this candidates tournament. And that's why everybody gets money, you know, but the first, um, the first place person gets more money, et cetera, because, you know, they're, they're the best out of the other seven. So. We're to the point right now. What was the standings of the 2022 candidates tournament? Well, first place was Jan Nepo. He scored 9.5. It was 14 games. Remember that. So it was 9.5 points out of 14. Ding Lair was second, which was crazy because I... That would have been cold. I love Ding Learned game. And I'm not like biased because he plays the Catalan. Don't say that. You know how I feel about the Catalan. But Ding Learned is just, uh, he's just a great player. I've seen some of his attacking games. It's, it's really great. Y'all should study up on his games. Perfect. All right. So he got eight, eight points out of 14. Tamor Rajabov got 7.5 points out of 14, which was crazy. Wasn't expecting it. I was expecting the players that were under him to get more points than him but okay fourth place was Hikaru Nakamura with 7.5 points out of 14 same points as Tamor uh, Rajabov I wish that they would have like played one more game to get out of that oh we both got a third place kind of sector but you know it is what it is um, but I guess out of the games that they won, they put Tamor Rajabov third place and then Hikaru Nakamura fourth place. And then fifth place is Fabiano Caruana with 6.5 points out of 14. Now, the thing is, I was watching this tournament and I was seeing the games that Fabiano Caruana was playing in the first few rounds. And... I was disappointed in the second half. Honestly, why did he lose that many games? Why did he draw that many games? Why did he mess up? And this happens all the time when you're on like a a winning streak. It happens to me too. It happens to each chess player. But man, it sucks when somebody's tilting that hard. Especially when you're rooting for him. I put out a whole video. (laughs) I might take it down. But anyway, the person who was under uh, Fabiano Caruana is Alareza Ferrugia with six points. Had a bad first half. Bad first half. But, you know, he's there. Seventh place was Jan, Nep- uh, Jan Duda. And then eighth place was Richard Rapport, which is crazy. Now, clearly, Jan Nepo won the most games. Clearly. Just went on a winning streak. For like most of the tournament, he played some good games. Fabiano Caruana went on a winning streak for like the first three games and then just started losing all of a sudden. Don't know why. It's crazy that it happened, but it it did. And (sighs) nobody can do anything about it. I can't go back in time. I wish I could, but I can't. And I think that's pretty much it of the Canada's tournament. I'm trying to look at my notes to see if there's anything else, anything more. Um, yeah, Jan Nepo just demolished everybody. I'm trying to see if there was one game that he lost. 
he drawn a few games, but I don't I don't, I don't want to say this saying yet until I realize that he didn't lose any game. Uh, yeah, I don't he didn't lose any game. I'm looking at all the rounds that he played. He didn't lose any games in this tournament. Wow, that is crazy. That is nuts. I guess he was the right person to be playing in the World Chess Championship, even though he had such a poor match against Magnus Carlsen. But we're going to see if he can come back and redeem himself, which this is what I wanted to see. You, you, you know that he had the revenge mindset and you know that he had to prove himself this past year because everybody was giving him a whole lot of crap and even I was I was wondering why did you do this plan and now he's gonna be like I'm gonna prove you wrong H1 and he better just prove me wrong because I want people to succeed so if he came at me and he was like H1 I didn't appreciate the episode that you put out saying that I was trash which I would tell him first of all I didn't say that you was trash Maybe I kind of slid in like the era of saying that your idea was trash during the game and maybe you wasn't more aggressive enough or the competitor that I thought that you would be for Magnus Carlsen. Maybe I said those words. I wouldn't call you refuse. Okay, I wouldn't call you that. (laughs) I just be talking. Okay, I'm back in the mood again. I love podcasting. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New tip by H1. What is the King's Pawn opening? Well, the King's Pawn opening is initiated by White when White does E4. Now, usually openings that begin with E4 are open positions. It's different from if you push the Queen's Pawn, which is D4, or the C Pawn, which would be C4. The Queen's Pawn usually ends up as closed positions, and the C Pawn is usually semi-open positions. Each of these positions have different chess principles that you have to follow, that you have to learn for your future games. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, this is the end of the podcast. I know. H1 has that feeling. H1 has been that person all day long where you don't want him to stop talking. But he has made a lot of episodes for you to continue listening to him all day long. Especially since those episodes are never going to get old. 
they're timeless. I can't repeat those things that I, I have already said, but why repeat them when my past self was right all the time? Come on, it's H1. It's not H2, it's H1, <laughs> bro. It's H1. It's kind of like the, the rook on H1. Come on, it's H1. <sighs> on a serious note, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I just want to tell you, I just want to tell you, you made the right decision of listening to the podcast today. And thank you. Be notified for the next one. Follow. Yes, sir. We're out.